Hello and welcome to another episode of the Book Baby Spotlight Podcast, your home for interviews with authors, editors, illustrators, and other industry insiders from the world of self-publishing. My name is Sam Saddam, and talking with me later today will be the head coach of the Madison High School football team, Tavarsky Taz Wallace. His first book, The Game That Almost Broke Me, a memoir about playing football, was released in 2018 through Book Baby. He grew up in a public housing project in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, and eventually became Adrian College's all-time leader in tackles. And without further ado... Taz, thanks for joining us today. Well, thanks for having me. So I read a, a decent part of your book. It sounds like your mom almost derailed your football career before it even started. Yeah, you know, she was uh, she was definitely a stickler, and uh, she was always worried about um, you know me being injured and and not being big enough to play the game of football. So yeah, that was certainly um, the case with my mom. And how'd you talk her out of that? Well, I was uh, I was very consistent in my approach. And, you know, I spent a lot of time to try to get others to convince her to to allow me to play. Um, I just saw so many other opportunities outside of just playing football. I thought the game would provide a lot for me in terms of life um, from a structure standpoint, from a discipline standpoint, um, and being able to work um, amongst other other kids that were from similar similar backgrounds and, that I was. And, and I thought that was important for me. Um, and that was my first love was football. So I've always loved the game of football um, since I can remember growing up. You know, I played top of football uh, out in the front yard um, as a young child, eight, nine years old um, with friends. So that was for me, it was always something that I loved. Well, I guess you kind of have to growing up in Tuscaloosa, huh? Well, yeah, if you're either an Alabama fan or you're a fan from from the for the other school um, that we normally don't talk about. <laughs> You know, what sort of lessons did you learn from the game when you were young? The, the most important thing I learned was just accountability and respecting others. You know, what was required for, for, for me to be successful in life, not just in football. You know, being on time, yes, sir, no, sir. And that's how I was raised. And those mm-hmm. same um, those same skills were applied to, to football. Your coaches expect you to be respectful. Um, they expect you to be on time. So many life lessons um, learned through football, having the ability to to deal with adversity, to overcome, uh, to not make excuses, and, and so many things that you can apply to life, your everyday life. Uh, so despite growing up in Tuscaloosa, you ended up not playing for the Tide. Where'd you end up going? I went to Adrian College. You know, my role to Adrian was not by design. It wasn't, you know, something that I had planned. Um, you know, I grew up in uh, Tuscaloosa, and I kind of got off on the wrong track for for a certain period of my life. Um, always a good student up until the time I got into middle school, and, and at that point, I started to be kicked out of school, suspended almost on a daily, weekly basis. Um, and at the end, I was in an alternative school. During those those times, you know, I wore blue slacks and a white shirt every single day. Um, and we went to gym class, you know, we didn't change our clothes. We, we were able to change our shoes, but you wore blue slacks and a white dress shirt um, to gym class. So, you know, from there, you know, I had a conversation with my mom. My uncle had came to town. And I said, hey, I, I want to move to to Michigan. 
because um, at that point I thought I was either headed for death or prison. Um, and quite honestly, so I get to, to Adrian College by the way of moving to Adrian, Michigan and going to high school for a few years. And, um, you know, my, my college career took place after that. And that's how I got, you know, to Adrian College. Seems like you had a pretty prolific uh, career there. Yeah, you know, um, my head football coach at the time, Jim Lowell, you know, he recruited me. And the one thing that he, he always did was he told me the truth. And uh, not always what I wanted to hear, but he told me what I needed to hear. And, you know, when I got to college, my freshman year was rocky. I'll be honest with you. I was selfish. Um, I only cared about myself. And, you know, I thought I should be playing as a freshman. And so reality kind of set in with me is that I need to humble myself. And that was life changing for me. And, you know, I went on to have a great college career, very fortunate. And, you know, prior to playing uh, on Saturdays, I sent my defensive coordinator an email and I said to him that I wanted to be the greatest leader, the all-time leading tackler, and, and the best middle linebacker in school history. And now, mind you, I had never played on Saturday um, when I sent this email. And he's probably thinking, who is this crazy kid sending <laughs> in this email? He didn't even play, you know, he didn't he didn't even start this year as a freshman, but he, he has these lofty goals. And... Um, very fortunate with the help of a lot of great people to go on and um, obtain those goals. And then you ended up with NFL scouts coming your way, though? Yes. Um, you know, after my senior season, um, the New York Jets and the Detroit Lions um, flew into town. Um, Detroit obviously drove was 40, 50 minutes away from us. But, you know, the Jets flew in and, um, you know, I had a junior day. I met with them. I took the Wanderlick test which I don't even think they're still doing anymore. Uh, maybe they are, but I, I took that test and met with my coaches. Um, and, you know, I ran a few 40-yard dashes, um, and it was, uh, it was a great opportunity. Did you have any bizarre questions in the Wonderlick test? I, I know the NFL is famous for that. Well, you know, it was, it was very just – the thing I remember the most about the Wonderlick test is that it was very, very structured. You know, like every minute I felt like they were telling me I only had – you know, six minutes left, five minutes left. It was it was very um, in your face, and I think it's by design to see how you how you do under pressure. You know how you deal with those tough situations because here you are, you have to answer these questions, and there's a guy sitting right next to you, continuously telling you how much time you have left. And um, so I, I just remember that about the Wonderlick. Speaking of tough situations, what is it like trying to juggle all of that in in college life while? You know, playing on Saturday, you got the NFL looking your way. What's that like? You got agents? The agent thing really started to pick up, um, you know, heavily. I'll, I'll get letters. Um, and, you know, the one thing that people don't know about agents is a lot of agents have runners. And these are people that are not necessarily certified NFL agents. But they go out and find the talent and make the connection and on the back end, they can build relationships because there's really no rules being broken. Right. The runners go out and do some of the, the, the you know, the the leg work. And um, that those things really started to um, pick up for me. So, you know, but it was all about my teammates and it was all about the team for me. Uh, you know, I was the most arrogant guy on the field <laughs> and the complete opposite off the field. So for me, those things then changed my approach. 
or how I went about my business. You know, it was all about the team. I wanted to be successful. Um, I wanted to be the best. And, and, you know, for me, it was just a mindset. It was a way of life. And, um, you know, I, not for one second did I think about, you know, um, letting my brothers down, um, becoming someone I, that I wasn't. It was all about being me and, and, and who I was. And I knew the expectations that, that everyone had for me. But more importantly, I, I knew the expectations I, I've always had for myself. And, you know, you can always respect people. Um, and that's one thing that I'm, I'm more proud of than any tackle I've ever made are the relationships that I established um, at Adrian College. Uh, so why did you end up writing a book? You know, um, there, there, there are other guys and young kids out there like me. And um, I'll be quite honest, before I um, hit the send button to book baby, um, I was very hesitant. And I remember my wife saying, you know, you've came too far now. But I think it was very important for me to share my story, um, to show the highs and the lows, um, to step outside of my comfort zone. I'm a very private person. Um, you know, I don't hang out with a big crowd of people. I have a very small circle. So for me, it, it was tough because you're really opening yourself up to the world. But I thought it was more important that I did it opposed to not doing it because I thought it was important for, for others to hear my story, to see the highs and lows. Um, and you can look around and you can watch it on the news. You know, a lot of football players don't know how to cope when the game's over and they struggle. And I was in that place, but I came out of it. And, you know, there's over in recent years, there's been some guys that haven't came out of it. And for me, it was very important to share my story, to say, you know what, if, if things don't work out, you can still find a way. You can still be successful in life. And, and football is not, you know, who you are. It's just what you do. You know, even coming from, I, mean, I grew up in the inner city, you know, being able to show kids and, and other people that you can be successful. You don't have to be a product of your environment. So that's why I did it. I thought it was very important that I did so. And um, I have no regrets about doing it. That's great. And how long did it take you to write? Three years. It was your first book? It was my first one. And, and I really took my time. And, you know, part of that time is... Um, you know, I, I wrote when I wanted to write. I wasn't on anyone's timeline. Right. Um, and, you know, I went back and forth about doing it. Uh, so, yeah, those three years to get it done. So I wanted to ask you about your title, uh, The Game That Almost Broke Me. Uh, you know, knowing what we know now in 2020, it sounds like from the title that would be a pretty negative view of football about, you know, concussions and different injuries. But that doesn't sound like it's quite the case. So how did you come up with that title? Absolutely. And I wanted that title to pull people in because it's not really what it's about. Um, it almost broke me, you know, but on the back end, the game taught me so much about life, um, working with other people, respecting people, um, being a leader. And so that title came to me as I was writing. Um, I had so many other titles that I came up with. And, and looking back, most of them were not very good. But, you know, that one really came to me and spoke to me, um, you know, while I was writing. And I think it was an opportunity to 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 pull people in and so they could see the whole picture, um, because, again, most football players, you know, um, some people struggle. They can't cope. They don't know what to do. Right. So the game almost broke me, but it didn't. Uh, I overcame. And I really tried to focus on everything positive that the game provided for me, all of the lessons, the relationships. So for, for me, 
I was almost broke by the game of football because things did not go as planned. But I decided to to focus more on the the other part of it, the good of what the game did for me. So you're three years into writing. You've got your title now. How'd you find Book Baby? A lot of research. And um, the one thing I liked about Book Baby was, was that, you know, Book Baby has it all in terms of editing everything that you need. It's a one-stop shop. So that's why, you know, I reached out to Book Baby and they, they always answer my questions. Um, I think you guys do a great job there. You certainly try. So did you use our editing services? You know, so when I... When I got to the point to where I was ready for distribution, all those things, I had done the editing prior to that. So I used all the other services through um, Book Baby. I had my cover design um, by someone out of Colorado who I found, um, you know, prior to coming across Book Baby. So everything else outside of those two things uh, was done through Book Baby. All of my distribution was done through Book Baby. Cool. And what have you done to market your book? Um, I've spent a, a lot of time um, with Facebook. You know, I'm continuing to to try to to come up with more ways to market. Obviously, all of the social media platforms I've used, um, I've used the um, I've submitted my book to a lot of different um, websites so that they can be um, available and make people aware of my story. And um, that's something I'm constantly trying to improve. And I'll be honest with you. I want to do more, um, and I, I think my, my book can be used as a platform to um, connect with more people, and that was the goal, is to connect with more people. Um, I've heard from some alumni from Adrian College who were 10 years prior to me um, that read the book and, and was very happy that I shared my story. So I'm constantly trying to figure out more ways to connect with more people on a consistent basis. Is it required reading for your team now? You know, I, um, as I mentioned earlier, uh, very, very private. Um, I haven't pushed it um, on my kids or some of them have read it by choice. You know, I, I didn't even mention it. My mother-in-law didn't even know I was, I was releasing the book. So when I say that I'm a private person, I'm pretty private. And, uh, you know, I think if someone wants to, to know more about me, to, to understand my story, I, I think it, they'll take it upon themselves to read it if they know me already. And uh, do you have any other books in the pipeline for the future? Um, I do. And um, I, I've i been going back and forth as I did with the first one and, and really trying to figure out if I want to do it. And, and the title is America's Self-Destruction. And, and it's really just based around um, kids and, and how some of our kids grow up and how parents are forced to work two to three jobs to provide and really um, can't um, parent. You know, a lot of the issues that we're having, in my opinion today, are coming from because, you know, there's no strong foundation at home. Mm -hmm. And um, and I think that's a, for us as, as a country, I think those things are self-destructing. Sounds powerful. We'll certainly look forward to that. Yeah, so I am, uh, I keep going back and forth. I've started and I just need to commit to doing it, you know, um, commit to doing it. And releasing it. We've got more free time now with football season over, I would think. Yeah, but you know, um, that sometimes that's the case, but not very often. I try to stay busy, and you know, it never really ends. How'd your team do this year? Um, not a great year. Finished four and five. 
you know, but we'll stay the course. And, you know, I, my mission as a coach is to build meaningful relationships, love people and develop people. And um, I think winning is a byproduct of those things. Um, so I really try to focus on that and uh, making sure those things are happening. It's great. And, uh, you know, we're recording this right before the playoffs start, but who do you like in the Super Bowl? You know, I here you're gonna think this. You're gonna find this very shocking. Probably, I don't watch a lot of the NFL. Uh. <laughs> so, but the guy that has had me watching football the most is Lamar Jackson. Absolutely. So, I think the Baltimore Ravens may pull it off this year. So I just picked two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, that's that, those are my thoughts. Thanks for joining us today, Taz. Hey, thank you for having me. All right, you have a good one. You too. All right, ladies and gentlemen, as always, be sure to subscribe, follow, rate, and comment on our podcast, and be sure to share it with friends. Thanks to Taz Wallace for talking to us today, and thanks to our director of operations, Jim Foley, our producer, Brian Lipsky. My name is Sam Saddam, and until next time, this has been the Book Baby Spotlight.